When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Good evening and welcome to our special coverage of this most remarkable election. We've walked you through so much of what happened during the breakneck 2003 recall election. We've explained the political revolution that emerged in 2003 and the impact Arnold Schwarzenegger's massive celebrity had on the race. CNN is now prepared to declare a winner in the race for governor of California. But wait a sec. Before we get there, let's back up a little to the final days of the contest. It seemed like nothing could stop Schwarzenegger from becoming governor. But Schwarzenegger's looking the part of a confident frontrunner, focusing not on his rival, but on what he would do in his first 100 days as governor. But what's a campaign without an October surprise? And in this case, more than one. We turn now to the California recall and a sudden swerve for Arnold Schwarzenegger's campaign. All this began as Arnold Schwarzenegger was looking pretty much unbeatable. The California recall election is setting a new standard in trash politics. I've covered many a wild news cycle, but the last week of the recall in 2003 was a doozy. The Schwarzenegger campaign faced multiple bombshells, any one of which could have derailed his candidacy. When I sat down with him, Schwarzenegger said he knew he'd overcome anything thrown at him that week. Whatever I did, you know, I would be able to defend. And uh, my vision for becoming governor was just at that point too great to worry about anything else. Next episode, you're going to hear all about how he feels now, almost two decades later. But today, we're going to explain all these controversies and give you a taste of how it felt to live through that last week. It was bananas. I'm CNN chief political correspondent Dana Bash, and this is Total Recall, California's political circus. It was October 2nd, 2003, five days until the election, and Schwarzenegger was padding his lead in his campaign to replace Governor Gray Davis. But then the L.A. Times put out a story they had been investigating for months. I was asked to join a small team of reporters who were looking into allegations about Schwarzenegger's bad behavior and harassment of women. That's Carla Hall. Today, she's on the L.A. Times editorial board. But back then, she was one of the reporters looking into this story. Well, when he got into the race, there was an effort to look at all different sides of him. And there had been rumors in Hollywood, in L.A., for years that he had harassed different women. He had sexually groped them. He had sexually harassed different women. 
Back in 2001, Premier Magazine did a profile describing some of these groping accusations. But at this point in 2003, those accusations hadn't yet become an issue on the campaign trail. We decided we're going to investigate it. The paper decided, let's look at this for real. Let's see if there's anything to it, or are these just rumors? When Carla Hall and her team investigated those rumors, they found women who were willing to come forward. There were six women who accused him of groping or touching them in a sexual manner without their consent. One of them, for instance, was a woman who was at Gold's Gym watching her husband, who was a professional bodybuilder, work out. That woman was E. Lane Stockton. She spoke at a press conference in 2003, just days before the election. In 1975, I was 19 years old. I was a newlywed to uh, bodybuilder Robbie Robinson, and he was training in Gold's Gym in Venice, California, on Pacific Avenue. Arnold uh, passed me by, and he groped my breast. It completely caught me off guard. I was just shocked. Stories like Elaine Stockton's jolted the campaign. With women willing to go public, The rumors became allegations, and those allegations came at a moment when Schwarzenegger was already being criticized for the way he talked about women. Here's one of his recall rivals, Arianna Huffington, during a fiery debate exchange. It's completely hypocritical of Arnold Arianna, to come here. Let me finish. Let me finish. Right now, not about Let education. me finish. You know, this is completely impolite. This is the way you treat women. We right. know that, but not now. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Lady candidates, candidates, please. I would just like to say that uh, I just realized that I have a perfect part for you in Terminator 4. That's it. <laughs> Immediately after the LA Times story broke on October 2nd, the Schwarzenegger campaign went into damage control. That same day, at a rally in San Diego, he went to the podium. At first, he lashed out. I know that the people of California can see through this trash politics. Let me tell you something, a lot of those what you see in the stories is not true. But then he became more apologetic. I always say that wherever there's smoke, there's fire. That is true. And so what I want to say to you is, is that yes, that I have behaved badly sometimes. Yes, it is true that I was on rowdy movie sets. And I have done things that were not right, which I thought then was playful. But now I recognize that I have offended people. And those people that I have offended, I want to say to them, I'm deeply sorry about that. And I apologize because this is not what I tried to do. Here's Carla Hall again. So at the time that I heard that, I thought, okay, wow, Uh, he has owned it. He he is acknowledging what he did, and he's apologizing. I think probably that initial apology may have held him in good stead. And there was something else working in Schwarzenegger's favor. Actually, I should say someone. Someone whose voice carried a lot of weight. His biggest defender, then-wife Maria Shriver. Remember, she was a well-known TV correspondent. And a Kennedy. Her uncles were JFK... RFK, and Ted Kennedy. I grew up 
in a political family, and I've been through this my whole life. Nothing hurts because I know the man that I'm married to. On October 3rd, the day after that L.A. Times story dropped, Shriver spoke to a group of Republican women in Orange County. It was four days until the election. You can listen to all the negativity and you can listen to people who have never met Arnold or who met him for five seconds 30 years ago. Or you can listen to me. The Schwarzenegger campaign strategy seemed to be working. People forgave him. I think they saw these allegations as simply boys misbehaving on sets and they were willing to overlook it or they were willing to say, hey, he apologized, let's just move on. People were so angry at the L.A. Times. I don't think I was prepared for so many people in the public, so many readers to be upset at what we wrote. Meanwhile, while all this was going on, another controversy was brewing. Arnold Schwarzenegger tries to get back on message, but can California voters get past allegations he groped women and admired Hitler? Now, this is still the same day, October 3rd, 2003, four days to go. This time, a man named George Butler claimed he had evidence that Arnold Schwarzenegger had praised Adolf Hitler. According to Butler, he said, I admired Hitler, for instance, because he came from being a little man with almost no formal education up to power. And I admire him for being such a good public speaker. George Butler was one of the people behind the film Pumping Iron, a documentary about bodybuilders in the 1970s that helped propel Schwarzenegger to stardom. Butler claimed that Schwarzenegger made the Hitler comments during part of an interview they'd left on the cutting room floor. Now, let's be clear. For any candidate, expressing admiration for Adolf Hitler would be devastating. But Arnold Schwarzenegger's background made it even trickier. Don't forget, he was born in Austria, and his father, Gustav, had been a member of the Nazi party. Here's Schwarzenegger talking about his dad in a video he put out after January 6th. My father would come home drunk once or twice a week, and he would scream and hit us and scare my mother. I heard it with my own ears and saw it with my own eyes. They were in physical pain from the shrapnel in their bodies and in emotional pain from what they saw or did. It's actually something Schwarzenegger talked openly about for years. In fact, in 1990, he even commissioned the Simon Wiesenthal Center, a Jewish human rights organization, to investigate his own father's Nazi past. But these new allegations in the final week of the 2003 campaign were about him, not his father. And he came out with a strong denial. I don't remember any of those comments because I always despised everything that Hitler stood for. I hate, uh, hated the regime, hate the regime, the, the, the Third Reich, and all of this, the whole Nazi philosophy have always fought against that. I despise everything that the, that the Nazis stood for or Hitler stood for. But that didn't stop his opponents from going after him over all of these late-breaking controversies. Here's the governor he was trying to unseat, Gray Davis. The voters will be the judge of Mr. Schwarzenegger's behavior and his words. For my part, the information about Mr. Schwarzenegger's uh, conduct and beliefs raises serious questions about his ability to govern this state. Here's another candidate, then Lieutenant Governor Cruz Bustamante. 
we've had one too many surprises with this guy. What's going to be next? I think that we've had one surprise too many. And outside advocacy groups pounced. MoveOn.org released this ad. If you're a woman, or your mother is a woman, or your wife, or your daughter, or your sister, or there's a woman at work, you cannot vote for this man. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger has a serious problem with women. With the final days of the campaign ticking away, there was some evidence the attacks were working. How much of these last-minute allegations hurting Arnold Schwarzenegger's campaign? Well, they've hurt him personally, and I think they've hurt him some politically, too. I talked to California uh, politicians this afternoon, and the overnight tracking polls show Arnold's lead going from double digits to single digits. And there was still one more shoe to drop in this final week. Stay with us. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, during Sleep Number's President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. See store for details. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life, I sit down with Giles Yeo. It is a problem of our brain influencing the hunger. So hunger is a brain scenario, even though the feeling of hunger comes from your stomach. It's a very new and provocative way of thinking about a condition that impacts more than 40% of Americans. But the thing is, this approach could have big consequences for the way that we treat obesity. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. October 5th, two days until the election. The L.A. Times put out another story with more women coming forward accusing Schwarzenegger of groping and harassment. Here's L.A. Times writer Carla Hall again. So many people called us or emailed us with their own stories that we scrambled to report those out to see if they were credible. That's how we went from having six people in our first story who said they'd been groped or touched by Schwarzenegger to having 15 people. There was one woman in that second story who really stood out to her. When we were doing our reporting, I'd heard a story about a woman named Tammy. She told a story about Schwarzenegger following her into a bathroom on a studio lot And I believe pushing her up against the wall and grabbing her breast. I thought, I've got to find this woman. Our story came out, and that afternoon, my phone rang, and this woman said, Hi, Carla, I think you've been looking for me. I'm Tammy Smith. And I was so blown away, and she said, I read your story. I want to talk to you. Schwarzenegger immediately went on the defensive. In an interview with ABC, Schwarzenegger questioned why these women decided to come forward now. No one ever came to me in my life and said to me, when I did anything, that said, I don't want you to do that, and you went over the line out. Now, all of a sudden, isn't it odd that that three days and four days before the campaign, all of a sudden, all these women want to have an apology? Isn't it odd? 
At this point, the Schwarzenegger campaign had tried just about everything, from apologizing to calling the allegations politically motivated. But the clock had essentially run out, and it was time to make his final pitch. Thank you, San Jose. Thank you for the On October 6, 2003, the day before the election, Schwarzenegger held a packed rally in a San Jose airplane hangar. And all the incredible women behind me, thank you very much. Thank you. His wife was with him, and behind them, women holding signs reading, Remarkable Women Join Arnold. This got me thinking about all the ways America has changed since 2003 and the ways it stayed the same. But the Me Too movement, which spread across the world in 2017, shifted the way the public and the media handle allegations against powerful people. How it would be received today, I think, is quite different from how it was received back then. Don't get me wrong. When our first story came out, there were definitely people who were outraged. And then there were readers who felt that we were just dumping on him. Everyone seemed very upset that we were running these stories so close to the actual election day. They would concentrate on that and not concentrate on the bad behavior we were telling them about. I think this would have had way more impact today. I think people would have been so upset at his behavior. I think he would have been roundly condemned by his own party. Back then, there were some there were some harsh words for what he had done, but there were plenty of people who just said, "Oh, this is the LA Times writing a politically motivated story." Years later, in 2018, Schwarzenegger was asked about these allegations by Men's Health magazine. He responded, quote, Looking back, I stepped over the line several times, and I was the first one to say sorry. I feel bad about it, and I apologize. Still, Schwarzenegger's take on this remains mixed. He has offered apologies like that one. But then, like when I sat down with him, he also doubles down on the idea that the whole thing was politically motivated. People immediately got it, that this is a campaign strategy of the other camp. And they would do anything, and the LA Times, being liberal, would run this story at that time and have an endless amount of investigators involved and all that stuff, and it backfired on them big time. As Carla Hall explained, this is a pattern you see a lot. A politician is accused, and they apologize, but they also lash out. I think Donald Trump, after he was caught on the microphone in the um, Access Hollywood interview, saying things about women and grabbing them and that kind of thing, he had to go on camera and make an apology of of sorts. And he survived that. It often boils down to, I was being playful, I was being rowdy, I had no idea I was offending somebody. I'm really sorry if I offended somebody. And then they managed to go on. In the end, after all the drama of that final week, after all the twists and turns, there was actually no suspense on election night, October 7th, 2003. And Governor Gray Davis, we can now report, based on the exit polls, will be recalled as the governor of California. 
He will be recalled by what is being described as a healthy margin. At the same time, we can report that the next governor of California will be Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was it. Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor of California. And Gray Davis conceded in a hotel ballroom. Tonight, the people did decide it is time for someone else to serve. And I accept their judgment. I have placed a call to Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He raised his hand to quiet the crowd as the booing started to swell. No. No, that was, that was the argument before tonight. No recall was the argument before tonight. Now I have a different message for you. I am calling on everyone in this state to put the chaos and the division of the recall behind us and do what's right for this great state of California. Gray Davis was out. And in a different California ballroom, the show was on. There you see on the right, uh, Jay Leno. He is going to be introducing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jay Leno, the host of The Tonight Show. That's where Arnold Schwarzenegger made his announcement that he will be running for governor of California. Let's listen to Jay Leno. Ladies and gentlemen, the governor of the great state of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want to be the people's governor. I want to represent everybody. I believe in the people of California, and I know that together we can do great things. I know that together we can make this again the greatest state of the greatest country in the world. Thank you very much. Thank you. And God bless all of you. Thank you. Three months later, Schwarzenegger was sworn in. And then three years after that, in 2006, he was reelected. But in retrospect, Carla Hall says she thought all of this could have gone very differently. I think there was part of me that actually thought he might drop out. Looking back on it now, I think that was so naive. Naive. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's naive to think Arnold Schwarzenegger could have been stopped by anything. Even today, that's certainly what he thinks. But remember, they always say for every attack, there's a defense. That's what Nietzsche said. And we have found a defense, and we went beyond that, and we won. And it drove them crazy. In the next episode, my interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he tells me his side of the story from this chapter of the campaign and so much more. I always say to everybody, I said, you know, don't ever call me a self-made man because I'm not. He said, I have my own energy and I have my own visions and my own beliefs. But in order to achieve those things, I need help. And so this is why I was able to win because there was a lot of people that were helped me. Then there were almost 6 million people that voted for me. How can I call myself a self-made man? I needed this almost 6 million votes. That's next time on Total Recall, California's political circus. This podcast is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer and Haley Thomas is the senior producer. This episode was produced by Will Cadigan. 
Emmanuel Johnson is our associate producer, and Eden Getachew is our production assistant. Story editing by Lacey Roberts. Mixing and sound design by Dan DeZula and Erica Huang. With support from Abby Sharp, Ethan Cohen, Kira Posey, Ashley Lusk, Rafina Ahmad, Lindsay Abrams, Lisa Namaro, Emma Lacey Bordeaux, Nadia Lancy, and Courtney Coop. I'm Dana Bash. Thank you so much for listening. New episodes drop weekly, so do follow our show where you get your podcasts and give us a rating and review. And if you like this show, you might also like CNN's other podcasts. Find them at cnn.com slash audio or your favorite podcast app. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.